Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G, which means it's perfectly safe for folks and families of all ages. Yes, even Grandma. Enjoy. And now, Decoder Ring Theater presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious masked marvel, hides his true identity of August Fenwick, one of the city's wealthiest men, in his never-ending battle against the forces of darkness and oppression. Together with his wife and partner, Kit Baxter Fenwick, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, he fights a private war that evildoers everywhere shall know justice at the hands of the Red Panda! This episode, Power Struggle! Morning, Ted. How was the night shift? Oh, fine. You know how it is here. Pretty quiet. Boy, I never thought I'd see the day. What do you mean? Oh, boy. Well, back in the old days, if a shift was quiet, it was because it was too quiet. You know what I mean? Hmm. No. No, I don't think I do. What do you... Well, what do you mean you don't know? He doesn't know? What? What don't I know? Oh, my good golly. I forgot. You aren't from around here, are you? I've been in the city over a year. How long before I'm not from around here anymore? Well, a little longer, anyway. Don't you know what this place is? A sanatorium? Yes, now it is. Come on, quit playing with me. Look at this place. What, What else could it have been but a sanatorium? Farm boy, once upon a time, not so very long ago, it was the sanatorium. The craziest place on earth. Don't let them hear you say that. The bosses would agree with me, Ted. Even those who are new, at least they know. You still haven't told me what it is that I supposedly don't know. Well, back before the war, the Queen Street Sanatorium used to be the Queen Street Lunatic Sanatorium for the criminally insane. Subtle. And then some. This place was the temporary home to every evil scientist, criminal mastermind, and super-powered whack job in a 300-mile radius. Why temporary? Because they never seemed to stay here very long. It seemed like there was a breakout every week. It was a standing joke in the papers, but whatever you did, you just couldn't keep them in. They were crazy, sure, but a lot of them were brilliant, and the rest were incredibly powerful. Yes, sir. Night shift back in those days was anything but boring. Wait, so where did they all go? What happened? The war happened. There was even less public patience for crazies in costumes than before. And then the army was afraid that the Nazis would kidnap or recruit the inmates. The Nazis? No fooling. Apparently they did get a few of them. I never did find out who. Anyway, the army swooped in one night and took most of them away. Some specially built prison, I hear. Damn near cleaned out the place, too, and the ones that were left weren't much to quake in your boots over. When it became obvious that they weren't coming back, the board remade the place over like this. You aren't pulling my leg over this? Maybe no one who wasn't there would ever believe it. 
I don't know what I can say to convince you. What the heck is that? Oh, sounds like old home week. Hit the emergency siren. Hit the what? Oh, for Pete's sake, here. Ah, music to my ears. It can't be. Sweet siren song of the old homestead. That man, he's glowing. Yes, he is, Junior. <laughs> he's also no longer exactly a man. It can't be. You! I beg to differ, Nurse Clinton. The electric eel has come home to roost. <laughs> wow, what a mess. This blast pattern. It reminds me of something. That's what you said from the air. I can't quite think what it is. Yeah, you mentioned that too. This building is almost leveled. And the other one over there. All the new buildings are completely intact. And, and that's where the patients live in a way. They were lucky. I don't believe in luck. Well, happily, it believes in you. There were about 26 killed or wounded. I don't have figures on which is which, yet. But I have a list of names if it's important. Everything is important. Apparently we'll take the list. Uh, thank you, officer. Excuse me, Miss Squirrel. What's he doing? Looking for clues. What clues? You won't know until he finds them, and you can both cut the stage whispers, thank you very much. I was wondering, sir. There are a lot of reporters at the gate, and we're going to have to let them in eventually. No press. But... No interviews. But... He means it, Charlie. But they saw you fly in on that helicopter. Autogyro. What? Autogy... It doesn't matter. And if they saw us fly in, they can see us fly out again. Well, not if I can help it, but yes. But, sir... Do you know how I used to do this, Officer Leary? I used to wait until you boys had ruined most of the physical evidence and then sneak into the crime scene in the dead of night. Was that better? Well, at least no one ever mistook me for a departmental spokesman. Let's go. We're going? Do we know anything? I have samples for analysis. Oh, good. Anything else? We've seen the blast pattern enough to make one crucial deduction. It wasn't a bomb. It was not, in fact, a bomb. What do you mean, it wasn't a bomb? Two buildings exploded. Yes, they did. And which two were they? The two that were more or less untouched from the bad old days. Which means? Somebody had a grudge. Someone was taking care of old business. But... but the old inmates. Almost all of them were taken away by the army. Yes. Which means we also have... A place to start? We have a place to start. <laughs> Oh, for Pete's sake. Sergeant, the bulb in my office is burned out. Sergeant? Oh, never mind. Where's that... that desk lamp? Somewhere... Oh! Ah, there it is. Herbert Kerr. Go! Oh! Quietly, Lieutenant Kerr. You again. You can't keep coming here. I think we both know that isn't true, Herbert Kerr. I mean, you're going to get caught. Both of us. I thought this is what my contact was for. You've developed a nasty habit of responding when you're good and ready, Kerr. 
That isn't how it works. You have official contacts? Why do you keep coming to me? My official contacts only tell me what they are officially permitted to, which is usually nothing unless they get further permission. It works very well if they're giving me a mission, and less so if I need information. You know how much trouble you get into for shaking down an army officer? Would it be as much trouble as you if we both told what we knew? You're a real hard case. Anybody ever tell you that? Cheer up, Herbert. The war can't last forever. <sighs> what do you need? The army stepped in and took custody of the inmates of the Queen Street Lunatic Sanitarium for the criminally deranged. Yeah, sure. I remember something about this. Put them all into a high-security facility so they wouldn't keep getting out? What's the problem? Somebody got out. And you need to know who? I have a pretty good idea of who. I need to know how his powers got magnified a hundred times since the last time I saw him, and I begin to suspect I know the answer. You don't think the army... No, I don't think. I know. But I need to know how, and I need to know how I can stop it. I don't have that kind of clearance. I don't need all of the answers, Kerr, but I do need to know where to start applying the questions. For starters, I need to know where the nation's supervillains were sent and exactly when. You mean you don't already know that? I know they built an enormous complex to house them, with nearly impenetrable security, ready to repel any attack with massive, overwhelming force. So they're in there, surely. No, it's empty, we checked. You what? I said the security was nearly impenetrable, didn't I? But... but you... I don't have time for this, Herbert Kerr. Lives have already been lost and untold more hang in the balance. The army made a deal with the electric eel, Kerr, and it has gone terribly wrong. Find me Simon Radford. Run! That's right, fools. <laughs> Scatter before me like stampeded cattle. Witness the power and the glory, all that I have become, everything I ever could have hoped for. Witness the majesty of the electric eel. <laughs> Yes? Can I help you? That's... that's impossible! You really think so? <laughs> Your eyes tell you differently, stupid human. Stay back! Or what? You just shot me. Do you really have a plan B? Does the Empire Bank pay you enough that protecting their money becomes worth dying for? Oh, I don't care about the money. Neither do I. There are people here. Innocent men and women. Take the money if you have to. Just don't hurt anyone else. Or what? Are there even bullets left in that gun? Stay back! Holding it makes you feel better, doesn't it? Like a security blanket. Stay back! But just the tiniest touch of my power can make it too hot to handle. Ah! How did that feel? How does it feel to know that you are about to die? Why are you doing this? Just take the money. The money? That was all Radford ever wanted. <laughs> I don't need it. I don't want it. But just as I had my revenge upon the monsters that kept me caged, so too I shall be avenged upon this temple to greed, this obsession with money. It made me predictable. It made me weak. And the Empire Bank conspired with my enemies to exploit that, to thwart my designs. And for that... They must pay a terrible price. Starting, I think, with you, little man. No. No, please. Hey, Eel! Think fast! Ah! Blind squirrel! Ah! Thank you! Think later! Run now! Yes, I... Run! 
So you like that little gizmo, do you, Radford? The Bolero has an energy siphon. I dug it out of mothballs just for you. How? How could you have known? The blast pattern from the sanitarium. Once we saw it from the air, we knew you were back in town. And you've been working out, haven't you? In fact, I have. And your toy seems to have reached its capacity. Holy moly, your arm! You are actually concerned, aren't you? After everything we've been through, to see me burned like this. <laughs> you feel pity? Remorse? Not so much that I won't hit you with another if you don't stay down. That's the flying squirrel that I remember. That's what's going to make this fun. I said stay down. I'm on a little revenge tour. You and the big guy are meant to be the closing act. A curtain's going down, then. Not just yet. Where is he? Please tell me he isn't dead. Where did you hear that one? Professor Zombie said he was. Oh, Professor Zombie is a delusional psychopath. So was I. I'm sure you still are. Don't be so hard on yourself, Radford. Radford is gone. I've heard it before. Too many times to believe it? <laughs> Excellent. That will be your undoing. I said stay down. I have places to go and people to see, but I can't have you following me. You asked for it. <laughs> what the heck? Where'd he go? No squirrel. Think fast. You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures. From DecoderingTheater.com Well, in spite of the sheer volume of the Banks atrium that landed on your head, Dr. Carlson doesn't think you have a concussion. Hot chocolate! Can we go chase bad guys now? Not so fast. He's ordered rest for you. Tonight, anyway. Look, I, I can't lay around in a safe house all night! Of course not. I thought something in a tastefully appointed mansion. But guts. These are the rules, remember? We gave Dr. Carlson the authority to bench either of us. And never told him that. We never told him lots of things. These are the rules. Uh, rules are dumb. They are also the rules. I brought you some Kit Baxter clothes. We'll take a taxi home. <laughs> I like how you call them Kit Baxter clothes. Like she was a character I play. You've never played anyone but yourself. Did you notice that Dr. Carlson doesn't even mention our inevitable gruesome demises anymore? Doesn't even try to get us to quit. Perhaps he's finally grown confident in our abilities. Perhaps he is tired of wasting his breath. I don't want to talk about this. About what? Simon Radford is the poster boy for duality gone wrong. Every time he wanders down this particular road, it gets us thinking about our own dual identities, and I don't want to do it. August Fenwick is nothing like Simon Radford, and the Red Panda is no electric eel. Get dressed. <laughs> You're pretty bossy tonight, you know that? Thanks. Hopefully Radford gives us time to analyze his new powers before he strikes again. I still don't know how he disappeared on me like that. And his energy blasts are far more powerful and still more controlled than ever before. At least the energy siphon works. Yes. That concerns me, too. It just pulls energy and stores it. There shouldn't have been any burning. I expect it would hurt him, but not injure him like that. It doesn't make sense. What if he's right, Gus? What if Simon Radford is gone? What if he's all an electric eel? Anything in particular provoke that thought? Well, he kept on asking people how they felt. Like, 
fear or pity were alien concepts to him. Something he could almost remember, but not quite. Kit, you don't want to try and get inside the eel's head. I'm certain it isn't a very nice place. Report. Yes? What? Where? Yes, all right. Thank you. Your manly brow is furrowed in confusion. My what? Gus, what is it? Lieutenant Kerr has located Simon Radford. He's in a rest home 50 miles from here. You can step out of the shadows. I know that you're here. This is a nice place you have, Radford. It's not without its charms. Windows without bars, doors that open, a garden to walk through. And be harassed in. Well, nothing is perfect. A cage without bars is still a cage. If you made it this far, you must have seen the security. I did. Still, not a bad spot to land in after all that you've done. Mind telling me what you did to deserve it? Me? Not a thing. Come now. You allowed the army to tinker with you, augment your powers. What did they do to you? If I was still the electric eel, I'd have shredded you the minute you arrived. It's been tried. By you, actually. No, by him. I'm not buying it. I know a little something about duality, Radford. Even about one identity dominating another, but the choices you've made and the things that you've done, you can't wash your hands of them by blaming them on the electric eel. You're the same person. We haven't been the same person in a long time. We're not even in the same body anymore. Makes sense, man. I'm perfectly serious. They finally did it. They pulled the electric eel out of me and gave him his own form. Pure energy. Made him more powerful than he ever was. God's name, why? Don't be a fool. They needed a weapon. A soldier made of living energy. Why wouldn't they? Worth twenty masked mystery men. There's a reason you never went to the front lines, you know. Didn't I? Maybe. Doesn't matter. They wanted the eel. I wanted to be free of him. It's all I've ever wanted since the battle days, when Dr. Bygod made us two people in my head. He hated me just as much. Always blamed me for our failures. He promised them his unquestioned loyalty if they would help him be free of the weak, crazy being made of flesh that he was trapped within. But he played them. How do you know? In the early days, after the transfer, they kept us in the same place, to study. I could... I could still hear his thoughts. I thought it was my imagination at first, but I was more aware of him than I had been in years. I knew what he was all about but I kept my trap shut. No one would have listened anyway. Do you still share a mental link with the eel? Can you tell me his plan? No. Either the effect faded with time or, or with distance. I only knew that he had made his move when I suddenly got this. Radford, your arm, those burns. Yesterday, out of nowhere, hurt like hell. The flying squirrel's energy siphon. But there's no way that could burn human flesh. Sounds like something that could do some serious damage to a creature made of pure energy, though. Are you suggesting that damage to the electric eel somehow manifests itself on you? And vice versa. That's why I'm still alive. What are you talking about? I'm a side effect. Red Panda, the leftovers. They wanted the eel. 
After the process, his tests went so well, it became pretty clear that when they were sure they wouldn't have to put him back into me, they planned to put a bullet in my head. What? Someone had to pay for the electric eel's crimes. He was a soldier now, a hero. Someone had to play the villain. One day, an enthusiastic young corporal decided to give me a beating. I was out for a day and a half, and so was the eel. The injuries to my body were reflected in his energy field. That's when life became much more comfortable for what was left of Simon Radford. And while you sit in your cage, your other self roams the city seeking revenge. He understands that. He understands hate, aggression, revenge, all the things they thought he might need. He got all of them. <laughs> I got nothing. They sound like bad things, but you need a little. You need to at least be capable of... I don't know what I'm trying to say. All I have left is fear. This is no way to live. Every man feels fear. You need to stand against it. You need to fight it. Easy for you to say. No. Not easy. The only man who does not fear death is a man with nothing to live for. Two bodies or not, Simon Radford, you and the electric eel are still one being. Those burns on your arm prove it. Help me! How? Come with me. Your mental link to the eel, it may be the only way to stop him. I don't even know if it still works. But you know him! If we're going to have a chance to stop him, we need to know his plan, where he'll strike. You never had a problem guessing that. That was when Simon Radford was part of the equation. The eel on a revenge tour. It's senseless. Only you can tell us where he'll strike next. Hundreds of lives are at stake, possibly thousands. Prove your captors wrong, Simon Radford. Prove that you aren't the evil half. Help me. We'd never get past the guards. You leave that to me. Did you hypnotize me? Not yet. Good. This is one decision I wanted to be sure I had made myself. Let's go! Are we ready? We're as ready as we're ever going to be. There are a couple hundred cops around City Hall. They won't do much more than distract the eel from the teams with the gizmos, but they'll do what they can. It won't be enough. Why exactly did you bring tearful Charlie up on the rooftop? He's our ace in the hole. Oh, good. And you're sure that City Hall will be the target? Me? No, him. I don't care what you think. Him. I'm sure. Good. Why? Because Radford was sure. Oh, swell. We made it the target. The minute we surrounded it with police cars, the scavengers of the press followed, and the crowds of thrilled onlookers in the streets below. He could have flailed about for weeks destroying random things he hated. We gave him the stage he wanted. Hmm, that was thoughtful of us. So what's his plan? Destroy his enemies. See the people cower in fear before they are destroyed. That doesn't sound like you. He isn't me. Look, I don't understand what they did to us, but this wasn't psychology. It was butchery. This isn't just the electric eel personality. This is every moment of hate or rage or frustration I ever had. Every stray thought of resentment or revenge. Every wrong thing I ever did or thought about doing. All walking around throwing thunderbolts. All brought to you by a generous grant from the government of Canada. He's coming. I don't see anything. Red Panda, have you even thought... Yes? We cobbled together all of these energy siphons. The boleros, the nets, all that equipment from the power company. But if we use it, what happens to Ranford? It doesn't matter. He's coming. From where? From everywhere. Don't be stupid. Of course it matters. I'm hoping it won't come to that squirrel. The eel isn't stupid. 
When he's confronted with massive overwhelming force, I hope he'll stand down and step into that containment unit. And then what? We give him back to the army? Not likely. He's here. Where? There. Good Godfrey. He's huge. He must be ten stories high. He's... What in the Sam Hill is happening? He's a being of pure energy now. He can be whatever he wants to be if he steals enough power from the city. So much for massive, overwhelming force. I was just thinking that. What do we do? Take charge here. We'll get above him with the autogyro. Oh yeah, I'm sure he'll stand for that. The chaff we prepared may help to dissipate his energy field, bring him down to the point where the energy siphons can have a chance. Well, we can't draw that much power. We have to try! Radford? Radford, you weakling. Where are you? I can feel you. Get down! Squirrel, wait! No, this is the only way. I'm here, Eel, on the roof. Slumming with superheroes now, are you, Radford? You weak, pathetic buffoon. Yes. I've always been weaker than you, Eel. That's why I let you ruin my life. Don't blame me, little man. I don't blame you. I blame myself. So now you betray me. Just as you did me. You are a fool. There is nothing you can tell these flesh puppets that will stop me. I know. They never had a chance. I'm going to stop you myself. (laughs) Look what I took from you. Left you with nothing. Nothing but fear. The only man who does not fear death is a man with nothing to live for. Simon Radford is nothing. You're wrong. Simon Radford is the man who stopped the electric eel and saved the city. (laughs) How? Like this. Radford, no! He jumped! He's falling! Use your grapple! Catch him! Radford! No! We missed! We... I couldn't... No! Izzy, do you think... No man could have survived that fall. Radford knew the truth all along. The only way to stop the electric eel was to sacrifice himself. He saved the city. Probably saved us all. Yes. I only hope he saved himself along the way. And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda! This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! The Red Panda Adventures, episode 95, Power Struggle, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Julie Florio, Christopher Mott, Peter Nickel, Peter Higginson, Stephen Burley, Clarissa Donetterlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. Ah, Saturday's Story Circle in the Mutual Audio Network. A time for the family to gather together and enjoy tales filled with adventure, humor, and fun. 
Speaking of family-friendly, have you listened to Bells in the Bathroom? Catch it on Friday Follies and every other week on Sunday Showcase. It's a time for the family to gather together and enjoy tales filled with stinky puns, odd characters, and bizarre plots, such as they are. Bells in the Bathroom on the Mutual Audio Network. It will have your family going around in circles.